The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and I'm glad that you're here. We're going to start the show off with a song called Poor Kids Millennia. It's by Joshua Cosby, or by the project name, Black Betty. If you're unfamiliar with the Memphis music scene, it is something that I've been obsessed with for most of my life, and seeing what Memphis has done during this time of quarantine with many of the musicians covering one another and seeing all the creative ways that these Memphis singer-songwriters and the sound and heartbeat of Memphis has really come alive during this time has been special. So I would invite you to follow Black Betty or The Wealthy West or Jeremy Stanfill and I'm leaving so many greats out, but just to name a few. But without further ado, here is Poor Kids Millennia, and following is the show.
Welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and we're not only burning phone lines, we're Skype calling. And so what we have here is just two folks who can't agree, and I'm going to mediate. I got Coley Johnson and Levi Seymour on here with me, and uh, we're going to hash some topics out. And because I'm a hungry man, I want to start with food. Mm-hmm. So, is it barbecue? Is it is it is that where we disagree? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, barbecue is the main one. I feel like um, there's a couple hot takes I have about fast food. We can get there eventually, but barbecue I think was the initial one where uh, me and Coley found out like, hey, maybe we don't agree on exactly everything, and it got it got pretty heated. Mm-hmm. Okay, right here, uh, something that Coley posted the other day, and I thought it was good. It was like the fast food bracket of like who would win fast food. Um, some of those restaurants I didn't even think should be considered fast food. Like, do y'all consider Five Guys fast food? No. Like, what what are the rules for fast food? Uh, drive through. Well, do they have to have a drive through? I say so. So that well, that's where like uh, where Subway's like the rule breaker there because I still would consider Subway and like Firehouse uh, as fast food, but you, you do have to get out and go inside. So I feel like if those are fast food, then Five Guys is also. Okay, check this out. The Subway. I have been to Subway drive-thru. That's what I was about to say. There's a Subway in Columbus that has a drive-thru. True story. Okay. I've never been to a Five Guys with a drive-thru, though. Let's, let's start here. What are your top three burger fast food joints? Just burger. Hardee's. Burger King. And then, golly, number three is tough because, like, Wendy's is bland. Okay, the Baconator's good. Yeah, Baconator's good. So, I think number one hadn't even been said yet is Whataburger. Forget Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Coley had a good rebuttal to one, because I, I left Burger King, I think, in the first round on that fast food bracket, um, but he said the Texas Whopper is good, but isn't the Texas Whopper a limited time only thing? I don't know. The, uh, I got it from the one in Pasigua, but the, the one in the Walmart in Pasigua didn't have it, so I don't know. I don't know if it's limited location or what. But it's basically a double Whopper with jalapenos and, like, everything else. Onions, everything. That's it's good. I, so, I always get Texas anything. Like, not just because I'm from there, but because anytime they do a Texas burger or anything like that, it just is bacon and uh, jalapenos. Sometimes, like, cheese, extra cheese will put on there. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's always good. Uh, Hardy's had a really good one one time. 
Check this out. I don't see it. tried Hardy. Texas Burger. I don't see it a whole lot, but when I think this might be further west, help me out, Levi, but I like a burger with, like, bell peppers. And I don't want, like, an onion burger like McDonald's does, but I like bell peppers and, like, light onions. And I think they call it, like, like a Southwest, and they even have a Southwest salsa, though, on it. Southwest sauce is always good. That's my opinion on that. But you won't get that from a fast food place. Never, I've never seen that at a fast food place. No, I've never seen bell pepper at fast food place. But, but it has to be good. I've done it at the house. Right. Okay, I and other news. Top three burger places. What are they? Waterburger, Sonic, because of the bacon cheeseburger toaster. And then um, I'm going to just go McDonald's because I think the Quarter Pounder is really good. Okay. All right, Coley, what you got? I got Burger King first because of the Texas Whopper. Until then, it really wasn't. It might have been third. But since they got that, Whataburger is probably second. And then McDonald's is nowhere even close to being on my I agree with that. 10 list, probably. The Big Mac is better than the regular Whopper. They've got more variety that you can get off that menu that's, like, passable than Burger King does. Yeah, but you just get more bread. What? I'm a Big Mac? Yeah, I'm more than three pieces of bread and two patties. I'd rather have two pieces of bread and three patties. He's right. Well, yeah, but their sauce is better. The Big Mac sauce is better. And the Burger King just has uh, the Whopper just has mayonnaise. What more do you need? Yeah, but yeah, Big Mac sauce, a little mustard. That's gonna do it with burgers. I don't think there's any need in arguing about chicken because you have Foo Sackley's, Raising Cane, Zaxby's, and everybody made a hot fuss about Foo Sackley's moving to Auburn. Now they're gonna be in Tuscaloosa, but really. Chicken is chicken. And they all have the same sauce. Disagree. Okay. So, I think, I think there's... You go ahead. Go ahead. So, tender-wise, Canes has the best tenders because they're they're bigger. Like, Pusaklis is more crispy, but Canes tenders are bigger. And... The sauces are almost identical. They're very little difference. In them. So, bread at, uh, at Kings is better. The Texas toast, yeah. So does Zaxby's but even have a place? I had Zaxby's tonight and it was trash. I wouldn't feed it to my dog because I don't have a dog, but it sucks. But um, I did, salad. I, I did feed it to my wife, though. So, But that's... That's just tenders, though. You have a whole other argument about chicken on your hands with uh, Popeyes versus um, uh, Chick Fil A uh, churches and Chick Fil A. Okay, let me squash this right yeah. now, and I think we're all going to agree. Popeyes wins. Chick Fil A is overrated, and churches should be shut down. No, churches is good. <laughs> It's a different kind of chicken, but it's good. What churches have you been going to? <laughs> the I've been to one church. 
Knock back. <laughs> the only church you need to go to is that one worshiping Jesus. It ain't the one that serves chicken. <laughs> hey, you can't get, other than at Popeye's, but it's not the same thing, but you can't get mashed potatoes and gravy with your chicken anywhere else. Popeye's? KFC? Oh, we didn't bring up KFC. KFC is terrible. Dude, don't you dare disrespect KFC the Colonel and his spices. It's not a Look, remember what the it's Colonel did for us before the pandemic of the COVID-19? He gave us a donut, chicken, and then donut. It's like, did you ever want diabetes? He, he also had the, uh, this was actually one of my all-time favorite um, uh, fast food items, was the uh, one that came out with, Oh, God, I forget what it was called. But it was, instead of bread, they just used two pieces of fried chicken, and they used that as the <laughs> sandwich material and put bacon and cheese and sauce in the middle. I was like, that is glorious. And it was, but that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. I never tried it, but it looked really good. It, it was. It was good. You would, you'd get about halfway and be like, my heart kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. But... It was worth it. Right. It was five bucks. And I'm kind of drawing blanks on other, like, fast food right now. I think it's, like, burger and chicken. Is there, like, I mean, you have your sandwich shops. But in my opinion, Firehouse Sub whoops the dog out of everybody. They got a really good menu. You got Jimmy Let's say Jersey Mike, Subway... Firehouse, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's is at the very bottom. What about Lenny's? What about Quiznos? That's a good point. I've never had a Quizno. Quiznos is fire. Okay, it might be Firehouse, Quiz- so I can't speak on that. Well, Quiznos is well. Quiznos, where they make their bones is their bread. Their bread is awesome. Yeah, they have the best bread. Okay. Lenny's, Lenny's is good if you want um, something that's kind of like a, a Philly cheesesteak, but not really. They've got some good stuff. That's another thing. I don't know if they're still open. It's a little sandwich shop that Aaron Chinners used to work at in uh, Theodore still open. Yeah. I worked there yeah, for like are. two months, but uh, they that's a good place to eat. Like if you want a Philly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the euros, euros are fire too. The cheese steaks were good. Yeah. yeah. But that's all um, subject. I think sandwich shops. Sandwich shops. I'd probably put. Um, I probably still would put Firehouse at number one, then Quiznos, and then Subway. Just because if you like, they may not have the best like item, but if you know what you want, like you can go get what you want from Subway. That's why I like Subway. That's why it's my favorite one. Solid. That's, Subway's your number one. Yeah, I feel like it's more of a variety of Subway. I could be wrong, you know, but I do feel that way. I think I'd give him that. I think you're right. Yeah. Because Firehouse is kind of limited on what they do. I think it's like mainly hot sandwiches. And by the way, while we're on the topic, uh, when did Nashville become associated with being hot? When is that a thing? And why is everybody trying to make Nashville hot? Who who had it first? Was it 
it might have been KFC that had the Nashville hot uh, chicken like six months ago or something. I don't really know where that comes from, but a lot of the barbecue people I follow, they've been doing a lot of like Nashville hot chicken sandwich or Nashville hot chicken wings. I mean, it's, it's really good, but I don't really know why it's Nashville. That's the thing. is like I don't associate Nashville with hotness on food. I associate it with country music. Yeah. Yeah. But it has to be good. I mean, if everybody's doing it, it has to be good. I'm not saying it isn't good. I'm just saying I don't understand why we're saying it's Nashville hot. I feel like it would be just as well to say Mobile hot or Pensacola hot. Like, who's to say that Nashville is the hottest? Yeah. Is this a real thing? I mean, I would say, like, if I was just to pick a place known for hot food, I'd probably, like, go to Texas or, like, New Mexico or something like that. Right. It wouldn't be in the South. All right, so with barbecue, uh, to me, there are only two places in this country um, that really rank. Uh, it's Kansas City and Memphis. And they're very different style barbecue. And I think Mobile has some great barbecue joints, but I think that Memphis does it best. Well, I've, I've had barbecue in the Carolinas. And it's good. It's more vinegar-based, but it's good. Um, Texas-style barbecue is is always just salt and pepper. That's the only thing they season their meat with, usually. Salt and pepper. Especially like brisket and ribs and things like that. The things that matter. I think that brisket is the most important thing because uh, brisket is the hardest kind of barbecue to do because you can immediately screw it up. Because if, yes. you, if you bring me brisket out, like if I order a brisket and you put it on a bun, like my thing, it tells me that the cook didn't know what he was doing. So this is where we disagree a little bit. Because I, I don't go, whenever I get um, barbecue, I don't go and order brisket. Because of that reason is it can be so easily messed up. So I don't ever want to go order it. But if I'm at like a family cookout and I can see the brisket and they bring it out, and it's got like an inch and a half of fat on the outside. I'm like, okay, now now we got something to do. But if I go to a barbecue place, I'm gonna get ribs or I'm gonna get pulled pork or something. That well, is like anytime I go to a barbecue place, I can get some type of sampler because I want to be able to see how they do all of it. And if you take a brisket and you hold it on your finger and it don't droop. Down both sides of your finger is not worth either. He's got a point. So you can tell instantly. Can we agree on one thing? All right, thank New Orleans. That little hole in the wall that we used to go to before the games. Is that not a jam-up place? That place is awesome. They usually are. Little small places like that usually are. You went with us. Ain't that the... Ain't that no, I'm the, just saying, in general, oh, the building the barbecue. That I mean, that and he just named it. That is the number one rule of the game. The smaller the building, the better the barbecue. <laughs> That's true. That's like the uh, the place in the bayou that I used to go to all the time, Frank's. They don't even have a. It's not really like a real store. Frank's is good. You even said Frank's was good. I did say that was good, but Frank's don't do brisket. Don't need to. He does ribs, 
pool pour. Yeah. That's it. And it's both of them are good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're good. But it, it nothing, I mean, yeah, it's in the bayou. So the convenience of it is super nice. You know, you can just go get it. It's right there. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to drive a mobile for, for that. No. no way. Well, I mean, I There's, would because I would live here, but. Right. Uh, so I do need to know what is the barbecue place I need to go to in Mobile because I know there's Moe's and Dickies and stuff, but like, what's the good place here? I cannot remember the name of it, and so maybe I, Coley knows. Is um, it was just down Government Street, like you're heading downtown, and it's when they have all the Spanish oaks popping up. It's a little hole in the wall. It's not on the right. I, I used to say it was called it's Big Al's, but it's not. Um, I know there's one on Cottage Hill I haven't tried yet. I think it's called Meat Boss, but I don't know. That sounds like a bad idea. Um, so what's the place I need to go to in Mobile, then, Coley, for barbecue? Well, have you heard of the Cotton Bay? I think it's Cotton Bay or... Um, yeah. Yeah. So Jack told me it's really good. I haven't been there yet, but Jack told me it's really good. That's a guy I would trust because I Jack like himself can cook barbecue. Yes. Yeah. I'm still kind of salty that Due South had to close down, but, you know, it I is what it is. I never got to try it. So, so, one, day, so one day, Jack, Jack and his buddies did a barbecue competition in Mississippi and they didn't do real good on ribs so he he called a handful of people over and I was lucky enough to be one of them they tried like six new flavors of ribs and a bunch of different like two or three different flavors of chicken different ways to cook their chicken thighs they do for competition it was none of them were bad every one of them ribs are good but like it was it was cool sitting there and be able to tell like the spices in this one and be able to pull out different things and you know a different way they they sauced a couple of them you know a little bit differently but that was uh that was a pretty good evening sounds like it i told him to call me back for brisket night we hadn't yet so <laughs> maybe he'll see call me back for brisket yeah, i need to be there if he does Let's uh let's move off food, shall we? Let's uh let's get a little bit more argumentative. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about like the sport landscape since. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Hang on. Okay. So, I do want to go back. Okay. Because I do want to point out the fact that the guy from Texas doesn't isn't big on brisket. That's that's where I think it came in. I'm not I'm not not big on brisket. It's I won't go and get brisket because it's never, it's never what I want it to be, right? Like, yeah, but that's to be. That's the whole thing about trying a restaurant. I mean, you go and you get it. If it's not good, you you, you don't get it again. But when you get it. A, it might not be a home run. When I go to a restaurant, I'm there because I want to eat, not because I want to be like, let's see what they're good at. I mean, you're not gonna buy unedible brisket yeah there's i mean it's something not so good i've had a lot of terrible where you can't eat it the first time i went to the shed was unedible 
brisket. I've heard mixed things about the shed. This was the one in Mobile when they had it. But. Oh, okay. Because you know the shed's won multiple barbecue competitions, mm-hmm. like Whole Hog and all that. They won a lot of those competitions. Have y'all ever well, been? And we'll close it out with this. I mean, I think that's weird too, man. Because like when I go to a barbecue joint, the first thing that I look for is brisket. Uh, that that's what I want. Because when when I want when I want barbecue, I want brisket. Because it's the most difficult to do. And it's also the most delicious when it's done right. Pulled pork. No, I agree. Pulled pork. I'm not impressed. Ribs. Okay, I'm a little more impressed. But if you do brisket and it's jam up, I'm really impressed. And I'll probably come back. I just go I just go so I can eat something that's good and ribs are delicious. I'm just trying to tell you that brisket is the best. It is the best. I mean pulled pork, I can you can make that in a crock pot and it's good. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I have not once said pulled pork is what I would get the first time. All right. Ribs is my go-to. All right, moving on. Let's do sports, man, because I find like the sport world so entertaining right now, even though it's not entertaining at all. And so just starting out with wrestling is like they're no longer doing it live. They're pre-recording it. There's no audience. And then look at NASCAR. They're doing everything virtual racing, and it's so goofy tuning in on Sunday. And you're like, okay, why don't I call up a couple of buddies, and we'll race on NASCAR too. <laughs> it's like, where's the thrill in that? Okay, and then the NBA is like, okay, we got your favorite ballers from each team representing their team. It's like, okay, I can create a player on 2K, and me and Levi will go toe-to-toe right now. No problem. And I have the tallest son. I would smoke you. <laughs> I, heard, I heard on the radio the other day they're talking about possibly doing horse with yeah. NBA play. Well, you you filming yourself at your home court, obviously, because they all got courts at their house. Shooting the shot that the person before you made, or you know, whatever, playing horse. So they did that um, five years ago or something at the All Star game. It was one of like the yeah. worst things they've ever put on TV. It ended up being Kevin Durant against Rondo, and Kevin Durant just shot threes over and over and over again until Rondo missed. Like, I mean, I guess people are so, like, starved for entertainment that they'll tune into anything. I'll put a line out there. I saw them advertising it, and I was like, no way. I would rather just play 2K on my own. There's no way I'm going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about this with y'all. As far as, like, projections... Baseball, college softball is out. Uh, College baseball is out. Uh, College football is to be determined. What do you make of, like, the draft? The NFL draft? What do you you make of all that stuff? So, I have an opinion on that. Um, Or not really, I guess it's more like the observation. But I know one of the teams raised an issue because they said that they were going to do it uh, a virtual draft via Zoom, like what everybody's using right now to kind of video conference or whatever. But Zoom allegedly is like super hackable. So they're like, 
Yeah. They didn't say the Patriots are going to hack us, but they were basically like, the Patriots are going to hack us. <laughs> like, they're like, uh, number one pick in the draft has been traded to the Patriots. Like, wait, no, we didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. They should be able to do it the same way, right? I mean, why can't you just, instead of having an audience there, you know, obviously, and that many people, you have this, that team sit down, they talk about who they want, what they're going to do, and they relay it to one person. He walks out on the stage and says this, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure why I mean, would, just, would do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. My big thing about the draft is we've had all this time off. Two has been cleared for football activity. Where's he going to go? Because I have a, uh, a standing bet with somebody that he goes at least top six. What are y'all's thoughts on that? You know, I think he will, but I don't think that he should. I don't think that... Uh, I agree with that. I don't think that Tua is... I think he'll be like McElroy or McCarron status in the NFL. Like, he'll be backup. I don't really? think that... I, I think he'll see the field maybe every now and again, and he'll kind of fade out. Because think about it. So injury-prone, man. Uh, and is he that good? I think he is. I, if my team didn't have a quarterback, I would want them to take him, and... My team's kind of the same situation where we picked Watson, and he had torn his ACL twice, and then his second year in the league, he tore it again. I mean, you deal with that, though, because he's such an elite talent. I think Tua is going to be that kind of good at the next level. And honestly, if I was – this is probably a hotter take than it should be, but if I was – picking number one and I was dead set that I was going to pick a quarterback I'd be more nervous about taking Burrow than I would be to it yeah mm, yeah I I don't I don't buy the hype of Burrow here's, here's I buy look I buy the hype of Ogeron and everything that he done postseason of this year he he brought in some really great coaches and he developed and he let everybody coach and Burrow just fell under a quarterback coach that really developed him in a playbook that he could thrive in, and he had players around him. Am I saying that Burrow is not a good player? No, I think he's great, but I don't think he's electric. I think he'll fade out, you know? I think if you just look at both of them's resumes, what they've done. Now, obviously, you know, two has been hurt, but you can't forget that. You know, Burrow lost his starting job. He didn't. He didn't win the starting job at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And he lost it to to what Dwayne Haskins. I mean, he's good, but what's he done since? You know, Has would he it? have beat out a two at Alabama? You know what I mean? Like if you, if you was a, if you were in college and you had them two their whole entire college career, yeah, Burrow had the best season by far. You know what I mean? Like two ain't never done anything close to that. Oh, he was but, a monster. Tua's been great. Yeah. But Tua's been – was great when he was in, you know. And whatever you want to make of the schedule, I agree. It was, you know, for the most part, weak. But, well, I, I mean, Burrow proved itself the year before that. I mean, if you if you take all of the the good defenses and good teams that Tua's played against, he's got a better resume than those other two. And, like, Haskins – he wasn't just a nobody, though. I mean – like Haskins set Big Ten records, um, and he did beat out Burrow. And Burrow's first year in LSU, he didn't look that good. Like Burrow was not close to looking as good as he did, did the second season. That's why but I give again, so much credit to the 
the coaching staff at LSU that Orgeron brought in. To to that yeah. point, yes, like the coaching staff is a huge um, deal because you don't throw for 80% completion on accident. Like a big part of that is talent, right. but another big part of that is scheming. And like if you have these great receivers that LSU typically does have, but you don't have a good offense, then your quarterback's going to struggle like he did last year. And if you do have a good offense, then game over for everybody else, I guess. See, and this is kind of like a, a hot point for me. This I, I get a little hot over this, is uh, there's two things that happened in the SEC over the past two years, in my opinion. Is Burrow's first year in the SEC, you had extremely good defenses. Like, everybody was fairly strong, like – Mississippi State was extremely strong in defense. Alabama was strong. Auburn was strong. Texas A&M was stronger than last year. Uh, Everybody in the West was fairly strong defensively. And this year you had kind of an anomaly where Alabama really wasn't anything to write home about defensively. And they they were solid. They just weren't Alabama solid, if that makes sense. And, like, you had um, Auburn gave Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers all they wanted, and in my opinion, they got robbed. I thought the, the, I thought the Auburn Tigers were an extremely good team. They just didn't have any offense with Bo Nix. I'd go with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll agree with that. And so, man, I, and once again, man, like, to Alabama fan, I was, um, even when Tua won the job over Jalen, I didn't like it. And, like, historically, I think Alabama fans always have problem with quarterbacks, but, like, I never, like, I always liked Jalen more than I did Tua. Do I think that Tua is better athlete? Yes, but there's something about Jalen that I like more. Well, I don't I don't know if I agree that Tua's a better athlete than Jalen, but I do think Tua's a better passer than Jalen. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because Jalen, Jalen could, he could play running back. If you want him to, you can play running back. He could be yeah, receiver, I, mean, I bet. I mean, he's probably big enough. He probably, yeah, I mean, he could pretty much play for the most part wherever you want him. But mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is going to be the next Cowboys quarterback. <laughs> I'll be pulling him again. <laughs> I'd rather see him go to the Bengals. Why would you do that? I mean, look at look at a... Dallas has been a train wreck, man. <laughs> like last year, last year they had Amari Cooper, they had Dak and Ezekiel Elliott, and they couldn't find a way to get in the end zone more than the other team. That's what's crazy to me is it seems <laughs> yeah. so simple for uh, for like a armchair quarterback or a Monday morning quarterback like us be like all you really need to do is just hand the ball off to Zeke because you have the best line in the league and he's getting five yards of carry and then you can just tell Dak hey um they're loading the box you got one-on-one with Amari Cooper like go for it but no they don't they don't do that I don't know why I don't know the whole the whole last season in the NFL with Dallas was like it was like a horror film it was like, cause it seemed like to me they had all the pieces, but just had no idea how it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they had a decent defense. They just 
I don't know if they couldn't do anything. They had a they had a good defense actually. Like usually that's their linebackers were good. Vandrash and uh I forget the other guy's name, Jalen something I think. But they're jam up linebackers. And but, some good linemen too. What about Tom Brady down at Tampa Bay? They released their uh, new jerseys today. So you know, I haven't cared about the Buccaneers since Warren Sapp. Yeah. Our, that's yeah, but you'll watch them this year. Oh, yeah. You won't have a choice but to watch them this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious to see how Brady will fit into, like, a, a non-systematic system like, you know, Belichick's over at the Patriots. Will he still be the same? Well, he's got... Bruce Arians, who's like a supposed quarterback whisperer type of guy, and he loves to throw it deep. And then he's got two really good receivers, and one of them is Mike Evans. So I think he'll be all right. Have you seen the where you're talking about Jameis Winston has eye, eye surgery just soon enough to see him lose his starting job? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's I don't watch I don't watch NFL a whole lot, so that's been my favorite part about the whole move. <laughs> That is awesome. It's crazy. Um, but I think what's... I don't, I don't really care. Winston. Yeah. Like, uh, his whole college career was kind of messed up with the whole crab thing and then everything that kind of fought along with that. And I was like, well, Jimbo, why are you still starting him? But, uh, and that's what's crazy about right now. Like, all of us would be really hyped up and just dying to talk about college football and projections and, like, mm-hmm. we can't even talk about it because we don't know. We don't even know if we're going to, like, it's usually wake me up when September begins, and now it's like, I don't care if I wake up till next September. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we literally said the other day, if it gets, if it gets canceled, we have no idea what we're going to do during what would be football season. I don't think about that. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Like, I'm usually, like, watching hot videos and, like, uh, the Lindsay came in. Do y'all get that? The Lindsay, uh, it's a real good uh, sport magazine. Uh, you can get it in your own team. Like, I, I usually... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has the rosters yeah, of everybody. Or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can kind of peel through and see. And uh, it's predominantly SEC, you know. It, it just spends time with all the SEC teams, and you kind of peel through and be like, okay. Okay. And that's usually where I get like my hype for like teams that you're gonna sleep on this season. Which is usually where I'm wrong, but uh hype wise it looks really good around June and July. They uh, there's one that's similar to that for the NFL teams. It's always really fun to look at. I've never even seen them. I've signed up for it and try to get it. Enough on sports? Shall we move to movies? Because this is the great divide. Guys, I got to piss like a Russian racehorse. Go for it, man. Stay on video, though. Okay. Take us with you. Ooh, so much fun to be had. Um, I'm going to go ahead and open it up. Y'all have a... No, I don't want you debating Hot Rod without me. But let's go ahead and talk about your favorite kind of movie and like why Hot Rod couldn't be in it and I'll be back 
So I guess it's on me if he wants a hot rise back in it. I mean, I, I do like comedy. I like comedy movies. But my, 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 my top tens all mix different types yeah. of movies. I don't have really a favorite type of movie. Um, I mean, it's it's really all mixed up. It's not just like one genre. But yeah, it was a weird question. Yeah, somehow it comes back by the hot rod thing. But you know, with it's really hard to say a, a definite top five. But my my favorite movie of all time is True. Is it? And, I was gonna say yeah, Shawshank Redemption. Well, it's, it's that's number two. But the reason I like Troy so much is the only thing I ever got into in English class was, you know, the Iliad, Greek mythology, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of cool, you know, after you read all of it, then you get to see the movie about it, and it's a war movie, you know, with some cool fight scenes and stuff, a lot of action, you know, it was just cool tying it back, and I just like it. But Shawshank's definitely number two. You want my top five? I can't yeah, give you ten. Alright. So I go Troy, Shawshank. Really, the next three is kind of a toss-up of which one's actually better. A Beautiful Mind, to me, has always been a really good movie. It's a little on the slow side, but I I like it. You know what I mean? Um, and Forrest Gump's one of my all-time favorites. Ever since I was a kid, that's been a favorite. And then I probably had to go with Dumb and Dumber, the original Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: with um, with Forrest Gump, this was me as a child. Maybe both of you. The first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it, and I'm talking, you know, maybe eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere in that era. But uh, when I got older, and especially as I watch it now, like it really turns more into. Um, you remember the feather scene where it flies in at the beginning, and then it flies back in at the very end, and that like his whole life was pretty much BS. Like, well, I, I, that's just kind of the way I see it. Is like, I see Forrest Gump just talking on a bench, and like, you lived through some pretty wild times, and I don't believe any of it. <laughs> but it's a dope movie. Yeah, but I mean, how's it not how's it not hard to believe he outruns a truck? I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that I don't believe like him outrunning a truck. It's I think that's the whole it's a farce. It's like a modern day uh parody of sorts, like uh same as Oh Brother Where Art Thou like where they were doing an Odyssey. And that's that's what I see like as I'm older with like Forrest Gump is like they're mocking and they use modern history and they use like things that were extremely controversial in American history like the Vietnam War, Black Panthers, uh, just all the thing that Forrest Gump had going on in his life. It was like almost a parody on the culture and like you had one of my all time favorite movies is like Tropic Thunder when Robert Downey was talking about Tom Hanks is like maybe slow not retarded you know he, he walked slow had braces on his legs walked extremely funny went on to be a war hero and won a ping pong championship that's not retarded but Sean Penn 
I am Sam. He went home empty-handed. But the the good the good thing about Forrest Gump is the time frame that it was you know portrayed over was the perfect time frame for all that because all that really took place. So everything you know through those. I mean, you could. I mean, you could do it now. I mean, we got crazy stuff going on now that we're living like that, in it, right? But, you know, it, it took everything. You could take like Tom Hanks's son and do it. Which probably has AIDS, by the way, because Jenny had AIDS. True. And that was another thing about that movie. Oh, like, true. the older I get and the more I watch it, it's like how dark it is. That's an incredibly dark film. But it's a great yep. film, man. It's it's an all-time classic, for sure. So I so when I was younger, I used to watch that and Independence Day pretty much back-to-back a lot. Because it was like the only two movies I had. Well, out of the movies we had, that was my two favorite ones. So it's just watching them back to back. Dude, like when I was a kid, it was it was so crazy. Uh, my mom was really strict on television. And after my parents divorced, you know, between like mom and dad and then grandparents, I was mostly raised by grandparents. And like my grandfather would just be like, watching like um, them old school westerns, like... Uh, Oh, what was his name? I could. John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne was one of them. But this is Matt Dillon. You know, <laughs> what was it? What was the show that Matt Dillon was in? Oh, it, it ran on forever. Uh, Bonanza. Maybe, but that's not it. Uh, but anyway, like I remember, like. Bonanza used to play. My my TV influence, it was so off, man. It wasn't until I was about 20 years old, I would say, that, like, I had I had people that I hung out with that watched TV, but we were usually, like, watching MTV back when they played music. And so, like, my whole credibility on film has really just happened in the past few years. And even now, like, growing up in a home that really didn't watch a whole lot of TV... It's still kind of strange to me. Like, I think I'd be totally fine operating without a television. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we can do it out one, but you know, we'll still I mean, watch some things. With kids, it does make it a lot easier having a TV than not. I can't speak on that. I know, but I mean, uh, best babysitter we ever had was Mickey Mouse. That's what we let, wait and watch. So I guess I can do a top five, huh? Yes. Yeah. If you want yeah, to. I gave mine. I do have a question. You said, so yours, those were your favorite movies, right? Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, the, the three, four, and five is kind of interchangeable, and there's probably one or two that'll sometimes kind of, you know what I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to say. For sure, this is. I agree with that. Well, because my thing is, like, my favorite ones are not the best movies I've ever seen. The best movies I've ever seen, like, aren't my favorites, or not going to be ones that I watch more than once usually anyway, because for it to be, like, a really good movie, I mean, usually something bad has to happen in it. The hero has to die, right? Yeah. 
There Will Be Blood is one of my favorite ones. Uh, no Country for Old Men is one of my favorite ones. I really like that pick that you um, did right there. Which one? No Country for Old Men? I'm going to tell you, like, I haven't seen the, the antagonist in that film is probably my, my favorite antagonist of all time. The best villain the best ever. Like when he goes into when he goes into the store, the convenience store, and they have the whole exchange. You know, the clerk asks, "What do you want?" Well, what do you want? <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm gonna flip a coin." What's your What's your call? Well, what if I don't want to call? Well, you have to. And the whole thing, it's like, it's so creepy and it moves so slow and there is so much angst building with the scene. He is the perfect, and he's so smart. He's so smart. Yes. At the uh, very beginning when he meets up with that, like the cop pulls him over. He's like, he says something about like this measure something or other. And he's like, look right here and just smokes him. That is by far the best bad guy I've ever seen and it's like almost like borderline blasphemous to say this but I think he's a better villain than Heath Ledger's Joker that that's crazy that you say that like he is almost he's a he's a better comic book villain than a comic book villain would ever dream of and it's the sense of the real of it is like the guy has one job and that is all he cares about you can't buy him with money Mm -hmm. You can't buy him with love. You can't buy him with anything. It he just matter. wants to do one thing. And that's all he wants. Mm-hmm. It is, and people like beg him throughout the movie, like, please, I'll give you anything. It doesn't matter. He doesn't, doesn't care. Matter what you say, it doesn't matter what you do. He doesn't care. So what else you got? Yeah. yeah. Um, that There will be blood. Fantastic bad guy in that one. And uh, if you haven't seen There Will Be Blood, I highly recommend that you see it. Um, it's about uh, old, old, old school um, oil fields and like um, Daniel Day-Lewis is like a, a old-timey swindler type of guy and he just like cheats a bunch of people out of their land and stuff. He's awesome in it my favorite comedy is the other guys and my favorite movie is hot rod um and then my favorite horror film right now is probably hereditary but um midsummer is also up there thank you all right so uh there's going to be a lot of debate with what you just said about the other guys in Hot Rod. Let me uh, go ahead and throw mine out, and then we'll do that. Let me give you let me give you my five. Um, best action slash comedy, Tropic Thunder. Also timeless. Also an all-star cast of actors I never thought I would see working together. Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Cruise, Matthew McConaughey, same guy from Hot Rod. 
Same guy who produces so much. I thought he was going to be Tommy Exotic. That's why I watched a Tiger documentary till I figured out it wasn't him. What's the cat's name? I'm going. I'm about to put some Tiger Bomb on this jungle's nuts. What? Danny McBride. He was in oh, Hot Rod. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the the film was just epic. Like the first time I watched it, I didn't get it. And then I'll you Me know. Either. Buddy of mine, he he bought it on DVD, and he brought it over to my house, and we watched it. It was like seven of us, and we all watched it, and everybody had a great time but me. And I thought there was something wrong with me. You know, I was like, why don't I get this? Are they older? Yeah, they're older. Why don't I understand it? And then I watched it again, and it kind of settled. You know, I was like, it's it's just great. <laughs> I guess I watch it again no Tropic Thunder for sure so the same summer it came out Step Brothers Don't Mess With The Zohan Pineapple Express and Tropic Thunder all came out the same uh, same summer and I thought it was comfortably fourth out of those when I when I first watched them and then it slowly moved up the rankings to where I think I probably have it second right now to Step Brothers which is arguably a top three comedy of like all time so okay so right there with what you said is like uh i'm a huge seth rogan and james franco fan uh on the list i done on the facebook's pineapple express was not represented it will not be represented on this list but that is definitely a a favorite it's a favorite film that it's just classic and it's just Seth Rogen and James it's Franco better. doing what they do best. Pothead comedy. Mm-hmm. Out of that list, it was... It's number... That's number two for me. Out of that list. Uh, that he just named, That all came out that one summer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Step Brothers is epic. Don't get me wrong, but let me move on with the list. Is um, Number two, if I was going to give you... Um, I gotta go with a Brad Pitt film. Um, it probably it, it has he ever been in a bad film? It would probably be I want to do like a Quentin Tarantino. I would say Inglorious Bastards, uh, or maybe a Fight Club when he did it with uh, Edward Norton. But I really like Snatch. If y'all haven't seen that, mm-hmm. where he's a uh, oh, you, you know. He is a bare knuckle gypsy boxing king, and he has like what a what a caravan with no ears. It's it's a good film, and it's like it's crazy because like you have all these people who would never in a million years meet, and they all meet over a blood diamond, and the whole story makes no sense, but at the end of it, it makes perfect sense, and like. It was a perfectly directed film. It was. It's a banger. It's a Guy Pierce crime comedy. Um, Guy Pierce is like the modern day uh, founder of crime comedies, and he. That's where he kind of went off. Was a uh, with Snatch. Snatch is. Snatch is like very close to being a perfect film. It's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. I'll have to look. <laughs> You'll have to check I think it it's out. On Netflix. I, I, I think that you're right. I think it is. Um, number three, I mean, Hot Rod's on there. I'm an Andy Samberg fan. Uh, 
Uh, I'm also a huge fan of Hater, uh, Danny McBride, and pretty much everybody involved on that cast. And Sandberg is not even the best person in that movie. It's everything that surrounds him. I just see Cole getting madder and madder. <laughs> I mean, well, I, 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 I mean, I, 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 I get I it. It, it might be like a Napoleon Dynamite to you. It might be like a Napoleon Dynamite to you, but like that film just really does it for me. It's almost like a Nacho Libre. Yes. Well, I've had people that say the same thing to me, like um, that they don't like Nacho Libre or they don't like Napoleon Dynamite. I understand. Um, I understand not liking Hot Rod. It's just like when I go into a movie like that, I know that like it's asking you to turn your brain off. It's asking you just to like not think about it, just enjoy it for what it is. And Hot Rod, I feel like, has done the best job of that of any movie ever. Because like the the main character is just a moron. It's just stupid. Like like and, uh, the whole beef with the stepdad makes absolutely no sense. And that's like the, one of the main plots. How he reacts to um, him coming home and his mom has all these people over because his stepdad's dying. He said, what's this, some sort of interactive theater piece? <laughs> no, it's Frankie's very sick. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's, it's funny in that way. You turn your brain off, it's funny. But I just have a hard time with it. It's hard for me to get into it. Do you not have to turn but your brain off for stepbrothers? Right. No, you do, just in a different way. Like, I don't know. Like, Step Brothers might be the finest film ever for idiotic comedy. And the most quotable film possibly of all time. I think that's what puts it above above the other comedies that came out the same year it did, is because so many one-liners take place in Step Brothers. That you could... And it's just about the whole movie is one-liners. You could start it and go all the way to the end... And, like, pretty much have the whole movie just off of their one-line jokes. And, uh, like, listening to a couple of interviews that, like, people that have been in the movie, like Rob Riggle and um, Adam Scott, like, it was uh, designed to be that way because they would have, like, a loose script of, like, things they want to happen. Sup, they'd faggots. Shoot the scene of, <laughs> they'd shoot the scene, but then they would say, okay, now riff off of that, and then they would just joke with each other for like however long they wanted to until the director was like okay we'll use one of those so like on the cutting room floor there's whole other movies that like could have been made just off the outtakes of um all those movies really like Step Brothers, Anchorman, um Talladega Nights and it, it shouldn't it shouldn't cause like Talladega Nights we already saw uh, Dumb and Dumber get destroyed twice when they went back and made them younger and then they tried to do a sequel they were both absolute garbage Anchorman 2 was a burning trash fire even that Jackie Moon movie what was that Will Ferrell done where he was a basketball player yeah that that, that movie was atrocious uh, he was he wasn't good in it, um, but some of like the supporting cast in that movie was good. Other films, I'm, I'm trying to think of that list that I made because it, it really does ring true with me. But um, man, I'm, I'm just going to Quentin Tarantino so fast right now. I've been on like a Quentin Tarantino binge. 
I mean, this whole quarantine thing's been weird, but I'm I've been back at work now, but um you're you're on a quarantine Nice. See what you did there. That's nice. Uh yeah, so I, I think I have two films left to go. Uh, so I've done Tropic yes. Thunder, I've done, did I, did I say the other guys? No. Okay, so that's number four. Uh, Hot Rod, Nacho Libre's, def, Nacho Libre is definitely on there. And then, I mean, cause you, you kind of see where my, I get my kicks. And, th- and we're talking about replayability. And Nacho Libre, once again, okay. is one of those films where you just turn your brain off. But how wholesome is Jack Black always? Yes. Right, except Tropic Thunder. See, I didn't get into I liked him in Tropic Thunder. I don't like him in Jumanji. All right, so let me give you number five. See, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a big Jack Black fan, really. Okay. I like yeah. Nacho. I like School of Rock. That's probably as far as I go with Jack Black. And I liked him in Tropic Thunder. I liked him in Tenacious D. And I like his band, Tenacious D. I never saw Tenacious D. Well, I mean, if you don't want to get down and, like, battle the devil, I wouldn't recommend it. But it's all about to pick a destiny, baby. It's all about to pick a destiny. Um, And number five... Um, I want to give some kind of like cultural shout out and this is going to be against the list that I put up. I want to say like Last Samurai. I am like a Tom Cruise fan. And that goes back to maybe Tropic Thunder. It goes further back than that. It's like a Brad Pitt thing. Have you ever seen a Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt film that wasn't good? I'd say they're good. I do feel like my favorite Tom Cruise movie was Top Gun. Like ever. Have you seen all the Mission Impossibles? No, I didn't like the first one. Dude, when he brought in that British comedian who done uh, Shaun of the Dead, I think it might have been Mission Impossible 18. But uh, that that was a lot of fun. I'm about to, I'm about to blow y'all's minds. Mission Impossible. I forget what they're up. I think they're up to six now. Right. Mission Impossible 4, 5, and 6 are awesome. They are incredible movies. I actually prefer, I actually prefer those over the first ones. You're right. I prefer them over 2 and 3 for sure. Um, but Mission Impossible 1 is awesome. 1, 4, 5, and 6 are all really good. I'm not that big of a Tom Cruise fan. Come on, what do you not like about Scientology? Well, even because of that, I just don't really like him too much. I don't know why. I just never really care for him a lot. That he plays in, you know. To me, like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, my two favorite actors. Nice. You know, to me, he's not. He's not with. I was about to ask you, like, favorite actors. Like, I totally agree with that. I like, I like Brad Pitt. I like Leo a lot. You know who else I really have. been getting into a whole lot lately. I can't think of his name right now, but he was in Django, and he was also in um, The Hateful Eight. 
He plays in a lot of Tarantino films. He's the older guy, and he always has like a really dope. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, he's got a always has a really dope accent. Oh man, that that. Oh, that. It is an Inglorious and. So in Inglorious Bastards, he was the Nazi guy who was the Jew hunter. Oh, Christoph Waltz. Yes. Is that the older guy in Django? Yes, the guy that the, the guy that took okay. the guy that took Django in at first and got killed when they got to uh, after Leo's house after they went to the house where Django's wife was. You want to talk about right. good so, performances? That's a very good Leo performance. So, do you know the scene where he hits a hand on hits his hand on a table and his hand he busts his hand cuts his hand wide open on the glass? Do you know that that so that wasn't scripted for him to hit the glass. He was just supposed to hit the table. Or he wasn't even, maybe he wasn't even supposed to hit that. But he hit it and sliced his hand wide open. I, from what I understand, I think he had, may have had stitches. But, but he kept going with the scene. And, I mean, it's, it's a really awesome scene. And it's all was on him. So that was that was pretty cool. I watched that one time on, uh, I think, YouTube. Like, I don't remember what it was. I'll have to find that video again and send it to you. I gotta say, um, the thing about Leonardo is like uh, the whole should've won Oscar. I feel like it's been long overdue, you know. Like uh, I yeah, thought, it, I thought he done good in What's Been Eating Gilbert Grapes, even though he's you know been eating. Right. And, and from then on, and you want to talk about that? When has Leonardo been in a bad film? He hasn't. I'm pretty yeah, sure I mean, I've every seen everything that he's in. Um, yeah, he's also just like he doesn't pick bad movies to be in either. Like Nick Cage. To... He does. He will be in any movie. Yeah, I could. Any... I could write a movie, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I'll try it. Whatever." Dude, I'd love to be in it. Um, you want to do it, Mobile? Yeah, let's go. What do you think the top three DiCaprio movies are? Just in terms of being a good movie, not necessarily his performance. Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Inception? Oh, man. And, like, What's Been Eating Gilbert Grapes goes back so young, and I think it highlights him and... was It, it was Johnny Depp, right? Um, yeah. I would say something before that. Like, I like Leo... I mean, you want to forget about it or don't talk about it. What about Titanic? That's one of those two VHS movies. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I've got, it takes a lot. I've got two. I've got two you haven't said yet that are probably one and two on my list. That's number one is The Departed. And number two is Catch Me If You Can. Never seen it. Yes. Yeah, that's my... That's my number two. Number three, I'd probably go with, uh, um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's by the slimmest of margins, because he's got a bunch that are right there at, like, 95 overall out of 100. I'm telling to you. To me. Like, like you could say Django, Titanic, uh, yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, anything. Like, What about Great Gatsby? 
hated that movie. Did you? <laughs> but he was See, good. I, I like, I like it and Aviator. Aviator's good. Like He's I say, really good in Aviator. He hasn't been in a uh, bad film. Shutter Island also very good. Y'all mess with the scary movies at all? I mess with all of them. I mess with them all. I live in a 1910 built house. (laughs) I don't don't watch scary movies. I was just. uh, I don't fault him for that. No, I probably wouldn't either. I watched Hereditary. It was very good. I will not watch that. Why? I can't do it. I can't. I can't do those kind it's of movies. I, I I just can't. Like it's I can good. do, I can do Midsummer. I can do Mandy. I can do all the thrillers like Scream and Friday Thirteenth and Freddy. So, Michael Myers. I cannot do like Hereditary, and I'm not even really down with like The Exorcist. Like I've seen some of those, but I'm not down with The Exorcist. I'm not down with The Exorcist or uh, um, the Paranormal Activity movies. I don't like those. Um, but Hereditary, the director of Hereditary, also did Midsummer. I know. And like Cobb, my movie guy, like we wouldn't watch that in theaters. And he drugged me into that Midsummer without telling Midsummer. me her- about Hereditary. And um, I was completely pleased. And he's like, so now you can watch Hereditary, and I was like, there's no way. I'll never watch that film. And he's like, why are you so scared of it? And I was like, it's too... Like, that. I think it'll haunt me for life. It's more in daylight than what you think it's going to be. It is. I wouldn't watch it at night, but <laughs> it is more in daylight than you think it's going to be. I'll tell you like a Nick Cage horror film that you should watch and I really enjoyed. Mandy. Never even heard of it. I've got a sticker on the back of my truck. Uh, it's of a Cheddar Goblin. And it came from that film. And I consider myself a part of the Cheddar Goblin gang. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't remember the last like horror movie or whatever we tried to watch, but the last one that we tried to watch, we were like halfway through, maybe not even halfway through, and I asked Caitlin, I was like, "Hey, are you even watching this?" And she's like, <laughs> "She's like, no, I was gonna ask you what happened." I was like, "I'm not watching it either." Like neither one of us were both sitting there laying in bed watching this movie, and neither one of us even actually watching it. So we just we just stay away from them. If I watch one, it's in the daytime. Yeah, I'm not watching one in that house at night. Can't blame you there. All right, let's uh just to break down the difference between Step Brothers, Hot Rod, and that style of comedy, and why Coley finds it a whole lot more fulfilling than he does Hot Rod. I think it's it's like you said, it's all one liners and it's. I don't know, I just, I remember when Hot Rod, so my dad watched, my dad actually likes Hot Rod, so I remember him watching it at home one time, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, how do you even like this show? <laughs> I couldn't get into it. My dad liked it, you know, and I just, I just couldn't get into it. I feel like, 
I can almost believe that somebody can be like the Step Brothers characters more so than a Hot Rod character. Like, I just feel like somebody along the lines will say, no, I don't know. I just feel like it's more believable that these two 40-year-olds grow up sheltered that way more so than this other guy's just like, I'm going to jump 15 buses. Whoa, Rod, that's almost as many as Evil Knievel jumped. Actually, it's one more than Evil Knievel jumped. I don't even remember names, but I feel this more chance that they're real than this hot rod guy. But I do like the guys around. Like his cast is better. Yeah, I don't know. Like I have to be breaking up. You are. You are. Um, hot rod is one of those films. Like it just feels like a really good time with all the boys. You know, and I feel like I pulled off some of that, yeah. not not to the extreme, but I feel like I've like pulled off some of those times with the boys. And I guess that's why it's relatable It's like we were just doing stupid, stupid stunts. And like someone would always my safe word is quisky. Why are you saying that weird? <laughs> saying yeah. what weird? But the drum set scene in Step Brothers is funnier than anything Hot Rod had to me. <laughs> I have a uh, disassociative memory with that scene because I watched that movie in theaters with my sisters. So <laughs> one that was always really awkward for me. Well, I want to go to other guys. Because Levi made the comment that that's the best Will Ferrell movie. Yes. I back that up, too. I don't know. Todd and Ice was funnier than me. No. Okay. That one, that's, that's where I, I lost my mind, because Talladega Nights, Talladega Nights is like one joke the entire movie. Why don't we, why don't we wrap up? We can save the other guys' debate for next time. That's fine. But I do want to point this out. All right. The scene, the scene where the little kids are running around screaming "Anarchy" the whole time. Yeah, you remember that scene? That's Spray the man with the water hose next door. Yeah. Yeah. They keep, they keep going to uh, to David Ershon's uh, office, and he keeps sending them to like the Jersey Boys and Nick's courtside, and giving them uh, cucumber water. <laughs> Will Ferrell loses his mind about the cucumber water. Yeah. What about that? No water this time. No, actually, I wanted the water. (laughs) Wrap it up, Alan. All right. You have heard it here first. This is part one of the debates over fast food, sports, over movies. And all things to get out. Coley, Levi, thank you so much for taking the time to Skype call podcast. Till next time. Hey, what's really good time is uh, Coley's picture just got crystal clear. Right. Yeah, I can find you, actually. But I took like four, so I've been sitting, I've been sitting in this chair. So I literally walked 10 foot.
got ten times better. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan. All right. Bye. Peace out. See ya. Bye. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever app it is that you listen to on. Tell a buddy. Tell your mother. Tell a friend. Share it with your coworker. Uh, just get the word out there. And thank you in advance. Now, to walk the thing out the door, I'm excited about this. I'm sharing a song with you by The Blips. It's a brand new thing. This dropped the 25th. This is a single for The Blips out of Birmingham, Alabama. Super group. Kind of lame, but I'm going to throw that term out to you anyway. It features Taylor Hollinsworth, Eric Wallace, Chris McCauley, Wes McDonald, and Will Stewart. And this is a song called Inside Out. Go follow The Blips social media this album is gonna drop and it's gonna be fire here's inside out
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.